Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, and I hope that you, yes, you, are having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day. Yes, you heard that right. Every day, a new episode, not including weekends. I like to take those off. This show is just Monday through Friday. Each day gets progressively harder. So, of course, today is Tuesday, which means that today will be relatively easy. Now, it's going to be harder than yesterday's show on Monday, but it's going to be simpler than tomorrow's show on Wednesday. As always, if you find this episode to be a bit challenging for yourself, well, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. As a matter of fact, I think you should listen to every day of the week because you never know, you just might know the answers to some pretty hard questions. Of course, if you listen to today's episode and you find it to be a bit too easy for your taste, it's maybe too simple, well, check in tomorrow on Wednesday where we make it a little bit harder. So without any further delay, Let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. How many planets make up the solar system? And the answer there is eight. There are eight planets. A planet is defined as a large, rounded astronomical body that is neither a star nor its remnant. The solar system has eight planets, the terrestrial planets of Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars, and the giant planets of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Now, if you said nine planets, you actually would have been correct just two decades ago. For those of us around 30 years or older, uh, such as myself, We actually remember a time when Pluto was included as the ninth planet on that list. Uh, I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up learning about Pluto, the ninth planet. In 2006, the International Astronomical Union, the IAU for short, formally redefined the term planet so as to exclude dwarf planets such as Pluto. Now, I remember when this happened, I thought it was quite unfair, felt kind of bad for Pluto, I felt like it kind of got left out. So shout out to Pluto, the, uh, I'll say the honorary ninth planet of our solar system. But the actual answer is, of course, eight. So if you said eight, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You remember the new ruling from 2006. Moving on to question number two. In the 1990s, a famous group of six people living in New York City became the central characters of a popular TV sitcom. What was the name of this sitcom? And that show was called Friends. Friends is an American television sitcom which aired on NBC from September 22, 1994 to May 6, 2004, lasting a total of 10 seasons. The show revolves around six friends in their 20s and 30s who live in Manhattan, New York City. 
The show ranked within the top 10 of the final television season's ratings. It ultimately reached the number one spot in its eighth season. The series finale aired on May 6, 2004, and was watched by around 52.5 million American viewers, making it the fifth most watched series finale in television history and the most watched television episode of the 2000s. Now, I remember watching Friends growing up. I thought it was hilarious. Modern times, people kind of look back on it, and they kind of tease the show a little bit, especially online, which I think is quite unfair. It was popular for a reason. It was very funny, and I think it still holds up a little bit, even today. Moving on to question number three. What is the full name of the U.S. government agency, commonly referred to by its initials C? I A. And CIA stands for the Central Intelligence Agency. The Central Intelligence Agency is a civilian foreign intelligence service of the federal government of the United States, officially tasked with gathering processing, and analyzing national security information from around the world, primarily through the use of human intelligence. Now, a fun fact as I was reading about the CIA, and something that I kind of wanted to share with you folks, the CIA actually once spent $20 million, that's right, $20 million, on an operation called Acoustic Kitty. Acoustic Kitty as in cat, right? So this operation, they attempted to use cats to eavesdrop on important conversations during the 1960s by surgically implanting transmitters inside of cats. Now, of course, it didn't, uh, didn't work exactly the way they wanted to, but they did spend $20 million trying to make it work. And that was the CIA, also known as the Central Intelligence Agency. Moving on to question number four. What is the traditional Japanese art of folding paper into various shapes, often creating intricate designs like cranes and flowers? And that art is called origami. Origami from ori, which means folding, and kami, which means paper, is the Japanese art of paper folding. The goal is to transform a flat, square sheet of paper into a finished sculpture through folding and sculpting techniques, and modern origami practitioners generally discourage the use of cuts, glue, or markings on the paper. So, if you choose to try some origami, no cheating. I don't want to see any cheating in that origami. I don't want to see any cuts, gluing, or markings on the paper. It's got to be traditional origami to make it pure. Got to keep the purity of that art, right? In any case, moving on to question number five. What is the name of the New Zealand rugby team? And that team is called the All Blacks. The New Zealand National Rugby Union team 
commonly known as the All Blacks, represents New Zealand in men's international rugby union, which is considered the country's national sport. Famed for their unmatched international success, the All Blacks have often been regarded as the most successful sports team in history. Now, the name All Blacks actually derives from New Zealand's early uniforms, which consisted of a black jersey with a silver fern and white shorts. Now, by 1905, they went on tour and they were actually wearing all black shorts, shirt. The only thing that wasn't black was actually the silver fern, and the name All Blacks just happened to stick. They're still called that to this day. They still wear all black to this day. So once again, that is the New Zealander rugby team, the All Blacks. Question number six. Which club did Kylian Mbappe join in 2017 after leaving Monaco? And the club that he joined is Paris Saint-Germain, PSG. Kylian Mbappe is a French professional footballer who plays as a forward for League One club Paris Saint-Germain and captains the French national team. Regarded as one of the best players in the world, he is renowned for his dribbling abilities, exceptional speed, and his finishing. In 2017, aged 18, Mbappe signed for Paris Saint-Germain on an eventual permanent transfer worth 180 million euros. This made him the second most expensive player and the most expensive teenage player of all time. Now, just this past summer, Mbappe went through a bit of a uh, transition. He was looking for a new team. He was actually offered $1 billion, that's right, $1 billion to go play in Saudi Arabia for just one year. Now, he recently made the decision that he wasn't going to take that money. He was actually going to stay with PSG in Paris for one more year which I think, personally, is pretty cool. He's from Paris, he wants to play for Paris, and I'm glad that he found a happy medium to stay for his home city. So it'll be interesting to watch him play. He's quickly become one of the most iconic and high-profile players in all of soccer. So that's Kylian Mbappe, but let's move on to question number seven. What famous U.S. monument is located in South Dakota and features the carved faces of four American presidents. And that monument is called Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore National Memorial is a national memorial centered on a colossal sculpture carved into the granite face of Mount Rushmore. This is in the Black Hills near Keystone, South Dakota, United States. The sculpture features the 60-foot-tall heads of four United States presidents. The presidents are George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. They were chosen to represent the nation's birth, growth, development, and preservation, respectively. Now, I've personally been to Mount Rushmore, and I know that there's a bit of controversy maybe around it, but I have to say, 
no matter what your thoughts are on Mount Rushmore, it is incredibly impressive. And I tip my cap to the artist because it is quite remarkable what they were able to achieve. So once again, that is Mount Rushmore located in South Dakota, U.S. of A. Question number eight. In the United States, which state has the highest population of grizzly bears? And that U.S. state is Alaska. Around 60,000 wild grizzly bears are located throughout North America. And about 30,000 of that 60,000, it's about half of them, are actually found in Alaska. And up to 29,000 live in Canada. The Alaskan population of 30,000 individuals is the highest population of any province or state in North America by a lot, clearly. I mean, Alaska has more than Canada alone. Populations in Alaska are densest along the coast, where food supplies such as salmon are more abundant. Now, I personally have been to Alaska, and unfortunately, I did not see any grizzly bears. I think I'll have to try and make it back there someday to try to see some grizzly bears. But I can tell you that when you go to Alaska, you probably will see a moose. They are absolutely everywhere. I saw so many moose when I went to Alaska. It's pretty cool. But evidently, Alaska is also home to the most grizzly bears. That was question number eight. Let's move on to question number nine. Which country gifted the Statue of Liberty to the United States? And that country was France. The Statue of Liberty is a colossal neoclassical sculpture on Liberty Island in New York Harbor, New York City, United States. Now, the idea for the statue was born in 1865 following the American Civil War, when the French historian and abolitionist Edouard de Labolais, he proposed a monument to commemorate the upcoming centennial of the U.S. independence and the preservation of American democracy and the liberation of the nation's slaves. The statue was built in France, shipped overseas in crates, and the final assembly occurred in 1886. Quite a nice present, if you ask me. Moving on to our last question of the day, question number 10. What is the name of the actor who played Jack in Titanic? And that actor was Leonardo DiCaprio. Cameron's original choice for the role was actually River Phoenix, who unfortunately passed away in 1993. Though established actors like Matthew McConaughey and a few others were considered, Cameron felt that they were too old for the part of a 20-year-old. Tom Cruise was also interested in the role, but his asking price was simply too high. Cameron considered Jared Leto for the role, but Leto actually refused to audition. Finally, after going through all these different actors, they eventually settled on then-21-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio, and the rest 
is, of course, history. So Leonardo DiCaprio went on to play Jack in the movie Titanic. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be a bit too simple, not to fear, check in tomorrow on Wednesday. We're going to make it a little bit harder. And of course, if you found this episode to be a bit too challenging for yourself, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. I want to thank all of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. Tell your friends, tell your family. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow. Tomorrow.